The Carlton Draft is back for 2024, ladies and gentlemen, and I am making my football return for the mighty, the powerful, the strong, the loyal, did I say mighty, Tura Magpies. And I cannot absolutely wait to get down there and dominate with a beautiful bunch of people down there in East Gippsland. It's going to be a very, very fun time, and I'm very, very excited. Along with myself, there is some AFL absolute greats uh, some of the biggest names to ever play the game, including Trent Cochin, Isaac Smith, Matthew Lloyd, Lee Montagna, and Aaron Phillips, playing for some local community clubs and doing awesome things. So make sure you get down and watch. So head to www.carltondraft.com. That's traditionally spelled Carlton Draft, forward slash the dash Carlton dash draft, D R A F T. So www.carltondraft.com.au forward slash the dash Carlton dash draft. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, that is easier than I'm making it sound. So head to that website and find out more about where the players are playing and when the games are on. You can also head to the link in the show notes to click that link. And don't forget, 18 plus, drink responsibly. Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Whether it's infused, ultra premium or everyday essentials, they have the perfect oil for you. Buy in store at all major retailers. Hi, this is the Dill and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah, Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you like the show as much as I do. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of Dill and Friends. Today, very special guest, very special guest. He's 23 years old, tall, dark and handsome. Described as a high-flying, strong-marking and straight-kicking key forward. Taken with a number one pick in the 2014 draft, Paddy McCartan. Paddy, mate, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dill. Thanks for having me, mate. It's an absolute honour. Uh, yeah. You're a big fan of the show? Wow, I love it, mate. Listen to every episode. Love you. Love the show. <laughs> That's what I love to hear, mate. What about, what about the other Saints boys you played at the club? Yeah, yeah, no, mate. We played on the um, loudspeaker across the gym a few times, a few weight sessions there. Nunes, he's been pumping you up a lot too, so yes. yeah, no, it's good, mate. I know Nunes, he's one of my number one fans. Shout out to Nunes, Jack yeah. Nunes, one of my very, very good friends. Um, obviously, actually, how we met through Jack. Yeah, he is, yeah, he is. Down, yeah, at, down a at a few local watering holes. Yeah, the connector, Nunes, cooks <laughs> people up. Um, and what about um, Rui, mate? Rui's going well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's going well, man. <laughs> yeah, really well. Yeah, all good. <laughs> you get down the club, he doesn't say much about no, the show? Or? No, he doesn't say much about the show. No, um, I'm sure he listens, though. I, yeah. I hope he listens. No, he's only human. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, mate, it's a great story. Uh, it's been an eventful uh, eventful journey for, you, for yourself, early career. But um, the last couple of seasons, mate, you're really starting to come into your own, minus a few sort of mishaps on the field. Um, for those who don't know, as I said earlier, but taking number one uh, pick... Mm. Huge honour, huge honour. Um, bit unlucky myself, to be honest. I was <laughs> sort of around that contention, but I, I ended up sliding a fair bit to oh, really? pick sixty-one. So um, <laughs> it sort of, it sort of, it worked out well That's for everyone. Steel. But um, I suppose, mate, as I know, I, I don't really know what it's like. But what was it like to be taken number one? I think you're actually my first number one pick on the show. Really? So congrats. There's so many honours and privileges today. It's crazy. Um, nah, it's um, it was pretty. I mean, it's it's interesting. I haven't really thought about it a whole heap. And as you know, like you sort of go through 
each sort of year and you don't have a lot of time to sort of go back and think about it because I sort of got drafted as you know you're straight into it yep um, but no it was good like it was a cool sort of privilege I guess um, there's a fair few good players in that sort of pool so yep. um, there to 61 is pretty yeah talented. yeah mate everywhere <laughs> <laughs> so um, no it was, it's cool like it's a cool thing but hopefully you know there's a few more things along the way that we can tick off um, it sounds pretty cliche but yeah I no, mean, it is it's it is. um it's just one of those things. I mean, I don't really care too much about it. Yeah. Um, but that's probably each individual is different. Yeah. Like, there'll be some blokes who like real froth on that. Like yeah. sort of pick one and stuff, but I didn't really care at all. So It yeah. is funny, isn't it? Like, you know, I think the, the only reason about going pick one is like pre-draft. But, you know, we both know in AFL systems these days what it's like. As soon as you walk in yeah. the door, everything's, everything's forgotten. Equal. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the most dangerous guys are the ones you least expect. Like, yeah, absolutely. There's some rookies that get picking up, yeah. taken up. I'm not just saying that because I'm a rookie, but I was thinking more of when I was 18. You yeah. know, like these guys where you thought, oh, he's he's a first-round pick, he'll play straight mm. away and dominate. But then a rookie comes yeah, in and exactly. plays straight away. So it's really about once you get there, it's what you do. Yeah, exactly right. And, yeah. Uh, and that's what I sort of like. And you get told that, like, even anyone who gets drafted yeah. gets told that sort of before they go in. So I think, um, yeah, I was well aware of that. And as I said, it was a cool sort of thing to to happen, but yeah. I, I couldn't really care less, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's cool. Right. Yeah. Um, mate... Doing my research, you know I like to do my research yeah, on my guests. Um, if you listen to my show, as you do, we haven't missed an episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might not be the cleanest housemate to live with. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I mean, well, I moved out of home when I was um, 18, obviously, and, and then I moved in with the host family, um, and that was all right for you, but they, they looked after me pretty well. I didn't yeah. have to do too much, and then I moved in with Timmy Membry and um, Jimmy Webster, and there was probably times where... Yeah, I struggled to look after myself um, and probably need them to pick up a bit of the slack. But I feel like, you know, through that experience, I've grown a lot. Yeah, well, that's it, mate. <laughs> when we face adversity like this, we yeah, can, exactly. you can go two ways. Yeah. You can get better, you can get worse. Yeah, exactly right. And yeah. looking at where we are now, we're at your place in um, in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I won't say where just because there's obviously a yeah, lot of fans out there yeah, that would want to come around. I appreciate that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you definitely have come a long way. Yeah, I know. No, but um, there was a few times where I was... Yeah, there was, And I'm happy you brought that up because I have got a few times. Um yeah. I've got some questions that you will need to answer, true or false, and then elaborate if, if okay. recording. Right. Um, I'm nervous. A teammate that can't be named, which may have been one of the two that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, loved a cold glass of water. Yeah. And um, most nights he'd, he'd go to bed, he'd put his, co- his cold bottle of water in the fridge because yeah, he's yeah. pumped to just, you know, wake up in the morning with that, that water, frosty yeah. cold water. Um, most nights. Um, he'd say quite frequently, he'd, he'd get to the fridge in the morning, pretty pumped, pretty parched. <laughs> Um, to his water bottle, it was clearly labelled his, um, with every little, uh, every bit of water drank in it. We yeah. left about two mils left in, yeah, yeah, left in the bottle, and then just put back in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was um, that happened a couple of times. <laughs> no, I know Timmy. Timmy was pretty upset about that a couple of times. We had a few run-ins, um, but I just thought, you know, if you once, I thought once you move into the house, that sort of it's a sharing policy. Well, water's free. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> The, the issue probably was that I didn't refill, you know. Yeah, that's. And then I left a little is. bit in there, and I put it. That was the issue. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've learned from that. I've I've started to refill, and then if things are done, I just throw them out. Like if say like a milk or you know whatever it is, I don't. Yeah. I'm a bit of like a leave the last bit and then put it back in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bad habit, but yeah, Timmy snapped that out of me pretty quickly. That happened a few times early doors, and yeah, it was made pretty pretty clear to me that if I did that again, I'd be. Um, Finding a new place to live. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the other the other housemate that you named before, uh-huh. in um in Jimmy Webster said that he had a favourite packet of biscuits. 
that he oh, loved. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he absolutely loved these biscuits. And that was, again, strictly named for him. Yeah. Um, one day, again, parch for a biscuit. Mm. He's come home from training, a long day on the track. All we wanted just was treat himself um, to his, found his open packet of biscuits with one biscuit taken out, mm. half a bite in it, and then put back. Mm. Yeah, well, that, that's another thing. I know Jimmy loves his biscuits. I think I actually blame that one on the diabetes. I said that maybe I was... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know. I've, I've stuffed up a few times. But I'm, I'm, I blame it on one, diabetes, and being young and naive. So, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, Jimmy loved his biscuits. I forget what they were called, but there was a new packet every week. Well, obviously, you didn't like them. No, well, yeah. I, I can't remember what they were. That was shocking, though. But I think instead of... Throw, uh, the same again instead of you throwing it throw, out yeah. I don't like throwing things yeah out. that's fair I'm just like so, you know yeah that's really fair. like holding on to things yeah but no I know I, I probably was shocking early doors to live with I reckon just young and like had no idea but those boys are absolute champions to live with yeah like such boss boss blokes and like yeah definitely helped me with heaps of stuff but yeah I stitched them up a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> and this one this one might be my, my genuine favourite story okay. um, again I can't name who this is but he said that one morning rocking up to the club um, he seen you getting changed and noticed that you'd stolen a pair of his jocks <laughs> this, is, this is not this is not one occasion either apparently oh really to your, to your excuse was it was dark the clothesline was full and I just grabbed <laughs> <that> was there <laughs> mate in, in saying that though because we were at Seaford and like some of the mornings I'd be getting up we were living like just like probably 20 minutes away from Seaford Mate, some of the mornings I was getting up there, the sun wasn't up, yeah. cold, and I was just grabbing whatever I could see. But yeah, I think for anyone who's listening, they're probably gathering that I was an absolute horrendous person to live with. I feel like there was a couple of positive moments. Yeah. But yeah, there was a few. What did you supply to the house? What, what do you think uh, you brought? Oh, a few laughs, hopefully, along yeah. the way. But um, nah, mate, I, was just, I couldn't cook. I could do stuff all cleaning. I was shocking around the house. So, I don't know. I, I didn't do much, really, to be honest. I was probably a real just liability. Good yeah, good times. <laughs> just there was lots good of good times. No, I was probably an absolute liability, to be honest. But, uh, no, it was the best year of my life, so... <laughs> well, there we go. Hopefully, those boys yeah, hopefully feel the go. same looking yeah. back and they can see the yeah. funny side of this. Hopefully. Um, mate, again, I told you I like to do my research. And some, this is one of the funniest stories I've actually, I've actually heard. Oh, God. Um, this is a recent one. Oh, no. Um, and you'll have to fill me in on it because I don't know the whole thing. But, basically... Might have been a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. Mm. You went out to get your car, thinking that some of the boys had played a trick on you, moved your car. Yeah. But it wasn't the case. Yeah, so this was um is this the the car gone story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so this was like um I don't know what else I was alluding to there. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Because this this was a while ago. This was in Oh, this is a while ago. Yeah, so this is after we played Geelong. Um, last year down so I'm from Geelong originally yes. and my girlfriend Lucy's from Geelong so yeah. we played Geelong down there on a what's the, the Saints classic Sunday 440 time slot oh mate how yeah. good are they yeah well I think we've got about 19 <laughs> of them this year which would be good I don't think we I think um, Giants are just scheduled in for 4pm yeah. Sunday yeah, games yeah, I think we're in Adelaide Sunday, and Canberra yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, yeah we've got a heap of them we had one last year so we had the Monday off and then the Tuesday morning, we had like the meeting at the club. So I thought, oh, perfect. I'll stay down in Geelong, catch up with the family, you know, do the rounds. Um, and then I stayed at Luce's mum's joint on the uh, Monday night. So that's like not like just in the city, sort of near where the footy ground is. Yep. GMHBA. GMHBA. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, rolls, yeah, absolutely. Easy one to say. So I stayed there and um, 
My mum and dad, so my old man owns a pub in Geelong, the Barwon Club, I'll give a shout out. Barwon Club, the actually Club. one of the finest establishments yeah, I yeah, have been to. Yeah, same here, one of the finest establishments in Geelong. When you go to the wedding tomorrow in Geelong, make sure you yeah, stay there potentially afterwards. And we will be there. Yeah, um, but they were, they had my car, so mum and dad were using my car and then they dropped it off at Lucy's mum's house and left the keys in the letterbox. So I've got up on the Tuesday morning, me and Lucy are going to head back to Melbourne, I've got training and um, so I have my bag I'm, like you know ready to go walk out and the car's nowhere to be seen so i'm like oh maybe mum's put the car you know around Wrong the corner place, yeah. or you know left it at home or so you know, i'm not too bad at this stage I'm like, like, I'm feeling all right so i call mum and i'm like oh hey mum how's your night you know all that stuff and so i'm like oh where's the car and she's like oh just out the front like, and that's when I, my heart sort of dropped a little bit i'm like oh no the car is not out the front it's, it's gone <laughs> So I call the cops and I'm like, look, my car's been stolen. Um, and they're like, no worries, we'll keep an eye out for it. But, you know, if we come across it, I gave them the reg and all that. So my car's been stolen. Um, so I call my brother up and I'm like, mate, I need to get back to training. I got training at like midday. So it was about nine o'clock at this stage and jump in his car, um, drive up to our place here. Um, and then Luce jumps out of the car once we get here, walks to the front door and starts screaming. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what's going on? So they've driven the car up here, broken into the house oh, no. and stolen, like, everything, stolen all the stuff, like, absolutely trashy. How'd they going. know your address? I don't know. There must have been something in the car, maybe, or yeah. I don't know. So we've, so anyway, I've taken, got the RDO from the club, like, Ross a day off. Yeah. I've got to sort my life Rich out. was all right with that. Yeah, he was fine. He's like, yeah. Anyway, I was, I was here and, like, sorting it all out. So anyway, this, and there's another part of this as well, which is completely disgraceful is that the car was stolen by like a bunch of 17-year-olds who were in this car-stealing crew. Yeah. So they'd stolen like 20 cars or something. And Good what they've done is, so I bought this, this, it's a Prado, like a Toyota Prado, and I bought yeah, it this time car. last year. And um, so it was a couple of months old and that's, they sold it to a homeless guy oh, no. for three grand. So the, the homeless guy and his dog were living in my car for three weeks. So anyway, the insurance company's like, oh, you know, if we can't find it within three weeks, we'll pay you out and give you money to get a new one. So I'm yeah. like, oh, perfect. Um, it hasn't rocked up. And then at the stroke of midnight, I get a call from the cops saying it's been found in Wyndham Vale, which is like <laughs> deep in Werribee, like in the Bronx of God's Werribee. Yeah, God's country. Yeah, God's <laughs> country. So anyway, I've, it's been detailed a few times and I've got it now and it's fine, but yeah. there was a homeless guy and his dog living in my car for about a month. So yeah. Uh, that's what? the story. <laughs> Eventful with many layers. Have you seen that movie, The Other Guys? Yeah, the soup kitchen. Dirty Mike. Yeah, yeah there probably was a soup kitchen in my Prado, I reckon. Yeah, so that that's like, it's one of the all-time stories. Like, it wasn't great at the time, but looking back on it now, it's a good one to tell. Yeah. Because there's many layers. Like, but the homeless guy on the dog is unbelievable. Is, I actually sort of wish you got the key, but to be honest. Yeah, well, so do I, because I was like... You're going to get one anyway. three grand, and I'm like... I don't know what homeless guy has three grand. No, neither. So he's either robbed someone or sold something and yeah. bought the Prado and then all of a sudden it's gone. So. Yeah, survival of the fittest. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. But um, yeah, that's the story. It's eventful. And yeah, but uh, yeah, I've got no, the car back now. And it's I'm actually incredible. Still, and every now and then I can still smell, smell the, the dog. dog. <laughs> on a hot day. Yeah, on a hot day. Yeah. The last week's been shocking. Mate, I actually, I seriously didn't even plan this, but I've actually totally forgot about a story I had about my car. Yeah. And I think let's, Jack let's was Jack was it. actually there this night. We um one of my best mates had moved back from Perth oh, and yeah. um I was really excited to see him. Mm. He lived he lived like twenty minutes from me. So I've driven over, we're having just like a few drinks and yep. 
getting his spar, hadn't seen him for a while, so I was pretty excited. Rock up to his house, and he yeah. lived on a hill. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so I get out of the car, run inside. Inside, his dad was there, everyone's already there. I was a bit late, the boys were in the spa, so I was ripped everything off, get in there, um, having a good time. Anyway, his dad came out, and his dad was one of these blokes, he was just a funny dude, and he yeah. always come out and just try and annoy us. And anyway, he came out 20 minutes later, he goes, oh, hey, dude, where's your car? And I was like... <laughs> What do you mean, mate? Like, seriously, I'm just trying to catch up. Like, leave yeah, me yeah, yeah. He goes, no, no, seriously, like, your car's gone. And I was like, Steve, mate, seriously, piss off. Like, I can't be bothered. Like, I'm wet, a couple yeah, deep at this stage. Yeah, I don't yeah. really feel like going don't out need, and having a look. This, I need stress. And um, he goes, no, nah, mate, like, seriously, your car's gone. Oh, no, and know. I was like, all right. <laughs> so we, we all get out. We're all, we're all in our bathers. We get out of the street. And yeah. I literally parked the car, walked up, and I was like, fuck, like, the car's been stolen. Yeah, and it's gone. Same mindset you had. I said, better call the cops. And yeah. I was just walking around. I actually called my mum as well, as yeah. we do, all young boys, call their mum yeah. for problems. And first called mum, she goes, well, you're just going to have to call the cops. Like, yeah. this is a very nice area as well, mind you. I just didn't yeah. think this would happen to me. <laughs> and um, I'm literally dying zero, zero, zero. Call, um, call the cops. As I'm calling the cops, I get through the operator. I hear a, what the f***? Oh, no. I look to my right, 200 metres down the road. <laughs> I've obviously left my handbrake oh, on. No, it's rolled no. 200 metres in between cars, down the road, straight through someone's front fence. In between? In between, like, cars parked Jeez. on either side of the road. It's just literally rolled straight down, straight through someone's front fence. Oh, no. Knocked down the front fence, knocked down, like, all their bushes, all their tr- a tree, and has landed probably two metres from their front oh, door. Oh, no. That's almost worst case. You don't want to get stolen. Seriously. What happened? I, Did you have to... Heart sank. I walked down there. Yeah. Um... They were big fans of the show anyway, so... Oh, lucky. Even though I wasn't out, but they... Um, no, they they weren't happy. They weren't wrapped. Um, but yeah, I was like... I just couldn't believe it. And I quickly jumped in the car. They're like, did you leave the handbrake on? And I jumped in the car and... I was like, nah, nah, it's not. I don't know. It must just be... This must be faulty. Anyway, but my mate's absolutely pissing himself. Oh, yeah, just laughing gold, at me. Man. But um, yeah, about two grand later in damages. Oh, I've no. fixed up their fence, fixed up everything else. Oh, a few no. scratches on the commie, but um, no, she's still serving me to this day. So I've still got her and some good stories. But you wouldn't be, mate. You'd be surprised. I'm a serial handbrake lever on. I've done it like 15 yeah. times. Yeah, mate, I'm shocking. Even like I grew up on um, like a bit of, not a farm, but like on a bit of property. So even like stuff like just leaving the car unlocked or like leaving the yeah, keys always. in there and like always. stuff like that, which yeah. is, probably shows why I've had a bit of bad luck with cars, to be honest. <laughs> Both of us have, haven't we? But anyway, these are good stories. People are going to enjoy it. <laughs> the Carlton Draft is back for 2024, ladies and gentlemen, and I am making my football return for the mighty, the powerful, the strong, the loyal, did I say mighty, Tura Magpies. And I cannot absolutely wait to get down there and dominate with a beautiful bunch of people down there in East Gippsland. It's going to be a very, very fun time, and I'm very, very excited. Along with myself, there is some AFL absolute greats. Uh, some of the biggest names to ever play the game, including Trent Cochin, Isaac Smith, Matthew Lloyd, Lee Montagna, and Aaron Phillips playing for some local community clubs and doing awesome things. So make sure you get down and watch. So head to www.carltondraft.com. That's traditionally spelled Carlton Draft. Forward slash the dash Carlton dash draft D-R-A-F-T. So www.carltondraft.com.au forward slash the dash Carlton dash draft. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, that is easier than I'm making it sound. So head to that website and find out more about where the players are playing and when the games are on. You can also head to the link in the show notes to click that link. And don't forget, 18 plus, drink responsibly. Hey, Jake. 
Yeah, Dylan. Did you hear about that new beer, Noble Boy? It's all right I've heard about that new beer, Noble Boy. You're not talking about the one that's born in Fitzroy amongst five mates and they love sharing a bloody good time together? Yeah, that one. Yeah, well, what about it? I like it. And it's good to get a six-pack with your mates if you're over 18 and have one each. Sounds terrific. What I want to know is, where can I get myself some? Your local Dan Murphy's or the Napier Hotel in Fitzroy. Ah, well, I tell you what, Dylan. I'll be sure to call into both places and uh, tuck into a couple of quiet, nice, cold noble boys when I get the opportunity. Oh, yeah, and Jake. Yeah, Dylan. Drink responsibly. Oh, thanks, Dad. Hi, this is Dylan's mum, Deborah. If you're enjoying Dylan's chat with Patrick, why not listen to more episodes on iTunes and Spotify? I suggest Paralympian Sam Brabham or even AFL umpire Razor Ray Chamberlain. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and please leave a nice review. Thank you. Thanks, Mum. Really appreciate those kind kind words. Yeah, thanks so much, Dev. That was uh, that was fantastic. Great to hear your voice, <laughs> um, mate. So another probably side of your, your footy career has been the the fact that you've come out recently as well, saying you've lived with diabetes obviously yeah. your whole life. Um, what like you know for those sort of naive people, I have researched obviously a little bit into it now, but. Can you explain to us, like, what, what is type 1 diabetes and yep. what sort of effects has it had on you growing up and when did you know and yep. have you just always grown up living with it? Yep, or? yep. So, it's, um, so type 1 diabetes is like an autoimmune disease. So what happens is everyone has a pancreas. So what happens is your pancreas produces insulin um, to keep your blood sugars level. Yep. Um, so every time you eat, every time you drink, um, your pancreas produces insulin and that just keeps your blood sugar steady. So when I was eight... Um, just out of nowhere, really, my pancreas stopped working. Mm. Um, so I got really crook. I lost about 12 kilos, and I was only eight at the time, so I was pretty light anyway. But um, yeah. lost about 12 kilos. I was in hospital for a couple of weeks. Um, and, yeah, they sort of just told me that I had diabetes. I had a few blood tests, and they sort of showed me, you know, what I had to do um, to sort of go on and live with it. So what happens for me, um, and it's happened over the last 14 or so years, is that um, I have to manually give myself insulin and manually check my blood sugars yeah um every so, morning yep every day so every day. um yeah so i check my blood sugars i've got a little sensor um under my arm which sometimes yep. you can see when i play i put like a cover over it, like it a patch. yeah yeah um and i check my blood sugars on there probably 14 or 15 times a day um and uh-huh. then every time i eat or drink anything with carbohydrate i have to manually put that into a pump which i've got which is connected to a little um sort of silhouette just at the top of my body uh, yep um, and that sort of, you know, as much as I can sort of keeps my levels um, at a manageable level. Yeah. But there's a lot of variables and like so many things. So for me as a footy player, um, adrenaline is a massive um, sort of risk towards blood sugars. Yeah. So every time like I go out and train, you'd be the same. Every time you go out and train or play, like you're pretty like, hyped yeah, up. Yeah, pumped you know, up. Yeah. Pumped to go. Um, so that can really stuff in my blood sugars and usually makes them high. Yeah. So there's high, like a, a low blood sugar and a high blood sugar are probably the two things you want to try and avoid. So for everyone like that's just listening that has not much of an idea, high blood sugar is 
when I have a high blood sugar, so that's anything above sort of like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. So you want your blood sugars to be between sort of like four and eight. Yep. So when you're above like 13, it's like you've got a really bad hangover. Yeah, like right. you've had 20 pots and like, Far you, out. yeah, you feel shock and like so that's high. Yeah, that's a high blood yeah. sugar. Um, so you feel lethargic, like you feel sick, um, like you just got no energy. Yeah. Um, and a low blood sugar is kind of like you're pissed as well, but not the hangover, like you're sort of yeah. in the you're in the good like stage yeah in the good stages like you <laughs> sort of hammered you probably don't want to be playing footy no exactly stage, and you've yeah. got like no idea what you're doing yeah I can get like really aggressive yeah. when I get low yeah. Um, so yeah for footy a lot of it is based around trying to stop myself having high blood sugars because adrenaline can make your blood sugars spike yeah so like for example last year we played Melbourne um, and at quarter time my blood sugar was like 32 shit which is like that's sh- huge yeah so I was absolutely nowhere like I was really struggling yeah um, so I had to sort of come off and this is the only time that sort of happened but I've had to, to come off and have a needle and like sort of sit off for a couple of minutes which is yeah. no good because as you know I've got like the interchange cap and yeah, all that stuff so yeah. I'm sort of sitting on the bench so stuff like that's hard because I and as you said I've sort of started speaking about it a bit more now yeah just because I think I've realised sort of the impact I'm going to have on like younger kids because I was a younger kid yeah you know with diabetes once and it's one of those things where like especially parents of kids with diabetes can go one of two ways they can either go look do whatever you want or they can really wrap them up in cotton wool yeah and which is fair enough there's no right or wrong answer um but some parents really um sort of you know protect their kids from yeah. stuff and i sort of like to show that um you can not doesn't have to stop you living doing normal anything. Life, yeah you yeah. can live normal, and it's very tough to do it yeah it's not easy but you can do it um but i think for a long time i was quite insecure about it yeah especially when i first got to the club because when you get drafted, like basically everything about you is like, examined. Yeah, yeah, it's like, is this gonna, like, can he do this? Can he do that? Is this gonna affect him doing this? And like, I was sort of fine with everything else, but the one glaring big thing I had was my diabetes. Yeah. So where I could, I just tried to avoid people yeah. sort of knowing, knowing about, about it. it yeah. And I just try and do it myself, not really talk to anyone about it. Um, and if it was more like if people don't know, well, then it's a good thing. Yeah. So what sort of happened is the first couple of years I sort of got away with it a little bit, but then. As I got into my, you know, third year and stuff, um, a few cracks sort of started to appear and that was more just based around the fact that I wasn't very good at communicating with people and talking to about, about yeah. it and being transparent about it um, just because I was nervous that people might judge me for having yeah. it. Um, so what happened is last year we had a camp down in Geelong um, and I sort of got up in front of the group and just basically put it all out there, told everyone um, what exactly what it was um, what I sort of needed to do, um, pretty much what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, and it just made it a lot easier. People yeah. understand that I've got an illness where, you know, sometimes I'll have a low blood sugar during training. Um, sometimes I'll be high and I might have to wait 10 minutes before I can, you know, start or um, I might have to have a few lollies during the session or, you know, it's just stuff yeah. like that. And I think now that people sort of understand a bit more, it just makes it a lot easier for me to be transparent. Um, like the doctors, the dietitians, um, the coaches, everyone's sort of on the same page. Yeah. And it's just made it a lot easier for me and I feel a lot more comfortable. And as a result, my management at the moment's the best it's ever been in, you know, 15, 14, yeah, 15 years. So I think um, it's, a, it's bloody tough. It's fucking tough illness to have being a professional athlete yeah. and being anyone having it. Um, just because it's one of those illnesses, I think, where it's... Um, it's sort of known, but it's not. Yeah. So, like, if you said to someone, like, oh, well, I've I had no idea. One, yeah, yeah no I've got idea. type 1 diabetes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, lollies and stuff. Yeah. But they don't actually know the nuts and bolts of yeah. it. So, for me, I think just what, I'm gonna tr- what I've am going to what i been trying to do over the last sort of year or so is just make a bit more awareness for people. Yeah. Um, 
because if yeah if the awareness for people who are around people with diabetics is higher then it's going to make it a lot easier for them but also for the person that has it yeah um so yeah so i mean as i said it's it's um i can live a, a really normal life and i can do everything i want and i can play footy but it, it is really tough at times and it takes a lot of effort and i have to probably you know most blokes rock up to the club and just have to get their ankles taped and you yeah. know do a bit of stuff and then they can go out and train whereas i have to sort of you know do everything before yeah. just so I can rock up and be there you know at a level that's alright to no 100% uh, and yeah. it, you suppose like you talk about like with rocking up to the club like normally the only thing that inhabits blokes like physical injuries mm. yep. and like you know you might sprain an ankle yep. or hamstring or yep. something like that but then you know we all have like those health scares obviously you've had uh, something that you've been dealing with a long time but it puts in perspective like how much more important that is over yeah absolutely just your body absolutely yeah. and um, yeah it gets sort of scary sometimes when you think like shit this isn't something that a physio can just treat. You know, yeah. I've got to do it myself to yeah. like keep myself yeah, healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, yeah, it's a great point. I think as well, because I'm the only one that's sort of got it at the club, Yeah, it's not something you can like sort of lean on. You know, like if blokes do hammies or knees or yeah. physios can sort of go, oh, well, you know, we did this with him and yeah. so now we'll do it with this guy and then they can talk to each other and go, yeah. what did you do here? Or, yeah. Whereas for me, it's a little bit like, so Sammy Reid, you Sammy play with Reed, yeah, lean, lean yeah. on him a lot. Yeah. Um, sort of spoken to him a fair bit. Um, there's a few people that I've sort of networked with across, you know, the world who I've yeah. spoken to are all legends. So it's good to have that sort of click with people. Um, but in terms of, you know, day-to-day, it's sort of tough to be able to um, get to the club and oh, see yeah. someone speak yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, but it's it's fine. It's um, I'm very lucky. I've got brilliant physios. My family are unreal. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend, Luce, is unbelievable with it too. Like, times I've been, like, low during the night or, mm. um, you know, things like that, she's been unreal too. So... Uh, yeah, I'm bloody lucky. I've got a great support network around me, and not everyone has that. Um, so yeah, yeah. No, mate, you, you're bloody. You are. You're right. You, you are lucky, and you just got a great mindset with it. Like it's funny um, that it's come like this because like with with Sam Reid, obviously you touched him before. He's mm. a, he's a type one diabetic, and watching the way he goes about as well, he's got his his patch. Yeah, he's yeah, got yep. his on his stomach, and um, hearing his story and hearing yours now, like prior to that, I honestly just had no idea how. Yeah bad diabetics diet being uh, a diabetic was yeah. not bad but how hard yeah, it was just, to manage yeah, just fun, yeah. and it's just it's actually incredible just um, that you guys are still able to manage that it's like a, it's almost like a full time job as well as playing footy yeah that's right yeah. and um, no I'm absolutely loving what you guys are doing um, both Thank trying God. to trying to um, reach out because I know Sam um, and yourself both mentor a lot of young kids with it mm. and um, hopefully mate like you see the way you two go about it and um, there'll be plenty more kids with you know, you know having successful careers and um, being able to manage that throughout it thanks brother appreciate it yeah it's good to raise a bit of awareness for it and yeah sort of help out where we can yeah and what is the what is the organisation that, you, uh, that you're working with recently um, well there's it's called Beyond Type 1 so yeah. um, it's a it's, an, it's actually a Canadian-based organisation, um, and a girl who I've sort of just met through a, um, a few people. Her name's Olive, her name's on Instagram. Her name's Bambi, but her name's Steph. Yeah, and um, she's just a like sort of a model. She works in America. She's, yeah. she's a model. Yeah, she's a legend. Yeah, but she um, <laughs> she lives in America, and I've sort of just got to know her. And then I met her the other week in Melbourne. She was down. She's from Melbourne originally. Yeah. Um, and she's a diabetic. Yeah. And she sort of just um, put me in contact with a few people just because she thought that potentially we could start bringing some stuff with them down to Australia. Yeah. Um, and she's sort of a bit of a connector there because obviously she lives in America. So um, I've been doing a bit of stuff with them. Um, they're coming to Australia in April and they're going to do like a camp. Yeah. Um, so I'll go along to that and help out there with her and um, a few other people as well. So, um, yeah, it's a great organisation. I think that's just one really good thing for... 
um, diabetics in Australia is just creating those bigger networks. Being able to, yeah. like you said, you yeah. you helped by talking to other people about it. And yeah. I think that's what you guys are growing now. Yeah, exactly. Just curiosity as well, how common is type 1 diabetes? Is it's it, a good question. I, th- I think in Australia, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like there might be maybe four hundred, three or 400,000 type 1 diabetics. Yeah, right. So there's, there's quite a few. Yeah, there's yeah. A, been, we'll have to check, maybe yeah. check that. Is, is, it always di- is it always diagnosed at a young age? Or nah, can you get can it when age. You can yeah, get it whenever you... Yeah, it can be yeah. any age. So... It used to be called juvenile diabetes because it would only be you'd only get it at a young age. Yeah. Um, but now it's just type like it's just type one diabetes because people get it when they're 28, 29, yeah, 30, right. which would be tough. Yeah. Managing it there yeah, would be a lot harder because you've lived pretty much a majority of your adult life. Yeah. And you haven't had it, and then you've got to change. So, um, yeah, you can get it any time. And then there's also like the big like type two diabetes. That's pretty big. That's completely different to what yeah. I've got. Just that's more of a um, lifestyle, lifestyle yeah, exercise. Yep, and yeah. So that can be you can cure that. Yep. Just by but um, eating well. Yeah. But overall, in terms of actual diabetics, I don't know what the number would be because obviously the yeah. type two. That's yeah. They probably go. Together. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's no, great, um, mate. As well as dealing with with the type one diabetes, you've obviously had the, the issues with the concussions over the last mm. last few years. Mm. Um, we, t- we were talking about it before um, offline, but there was there's been a few five to six concussions over yeah. over your career. Um, with one of them that was pretty pretty serious. Can you touch on sort of what those have? what those have sort of been like and how you've dealt with them as well as yeah. anything else yeah well it's um it's sort of a weird one because the concussions are just like a it seems like it's got a bit more like traction the last few years or like yeah. that sort of like everyone it's on trend yeah yeah it's on it's on point at the moment the concussions mm. i think i was a bit of a pioneer to be sort honest sort of like dylan friend podcast yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so you were the pioneer for that and i was the pioneer for getting knocked out so yeah um but i had a I have, i've had a few i've never they've never been real fawn ones but yeah. i had a a pretty bad one um not last year into into it was 2017 um in the middle of the year um and i missed about 14 weeks i yeah, missed the geez. rest of the season yeah. um who was that against i do remember um, i was playing it was in the vfl i was playing yeah, right. sandy against um northern blues yeah might have been no nah, <laughs> it was probably you <laughs> no nah, i don't know who who it was but i um yeah i hit my head pretty bad yeah and, was um, it with someone or a green? Yeah, I just put my head down. His ass just ran through my head. Um, and yeah, I was pretty bad. And then I went and got like a brain scan. So like an MRI on my brain. Yeah. Um, which is, which the I've done they before. They suck, man. Yeah, I was in there for about an hour and a half. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so claustrophobic. Yeah, it was shocking. Like I was lying there for ages um, and it was terrible. But I ended up having like a bit of swelling and sort of some excess water and stuff on my brain yeah um and just a bit of a few abnormalities because i'd had one previously and like a scan previously and that was all fine yeah and then this one was um Big not water. yeah so that pretty much ruled me out for it was almost six months of not being able to do any contact but it sort of worked out all right because it was back into the year into the off season yeah. pre-season yeah um but that knocked me around a bit yeah, probably sure. just more thinking like down the track you know yeah. 20 years got like if I have a family or whatever like you want to be, right want to be able to remember yeah. the kids names or yeah. what I'm doing you know and I think that's probably the hard thing for me because the position I play is probably more, a bit more of a bashing crash yeah. sort of you know that's my role kind of um, there was probably a few times where I thought about like if I could be fucked doing it anymore yeah just because like I don't know I think yeah more just thinking about that future stuff 100% and, um, and then obviously this was before Cobes but even seeing Cobes Stevens last year like yeah. the stuff he went through yeah. sort of like that's 
the kind of things you think about. I think when you go and it's such a tough, tough one as well because it's not like a an, an injury where you can just look at it and go, oh, you know, he's got this or it's up to you. He's yeah. done his knee yeah. or he's in a brace or he's on crack. Like it's just in my head. Yeah. And people can't sort of. They just look at me and go, "Oh, you're fine." Yeah. But I'm actually I was actually struggling a fair bit and people understand, but it was just one of those ones. So it's one of those ones as well. Like you. You know, early on in your first couple, you probably would have said you were right to go before we yeah, all do it. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, you're probably before feeling you're right. if, like I remember I got a concussion. I've had a couple in the past as well, and you mm. sort of just say, "Yeah, I'm right to go." Because yeah. that's what you know. It was actually tougher to say, "Like, no, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm not." Yeah. And um, it's inclined to you know, footy clubs are like that, where you just want to get right and get going, but you really do need to look after yourself. Yeah, at the end of the day. that's it. And I think that's probably the one thing. And when you're young as well, like you're sort of going, oh fuck, like I'll just get out and play. Yeah, I'll be right. But with this one, I think when they sort of said to me that this stuff in my brain had changed and there was a few differences, that's probably when I thought, shit, I better get this right. And, yeah. the, and obviously the docs like that too; they were very cautious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, knocking around a bit probably took me a bit to get going, just in terms of wanting to. What were you like? Were you just feeling like real dizzy? Some yeah, stages just, or just tired. Um, tired, like just couldn't remember some stuff. Like, yeah. I was pretty clouded for a while. Um, even just sleeping and stuff I was struggling yeah. um, and just any time I'd do any exercise like I'd sort of bug out and just like not be able to do it Yeah. Um, so that was tough but as I said like I've got I've been very lucky I've got um, great doctors around me and stuff and I think um, they're all unreal and they would never put me in a situation where yeah. like I'm in danger but um, it took, probably took me a while to just get used to being able to you know, run yeah. into blokes again and stuff. And yeah, 100%. Are you still wearing... Are you going to wear the helmet? Yeah, I'll probably wear it again. Yeah, yeah. Try and make it yeah. iconic, the helmet. Definitely, mate. You, yeah. You've started enough. You oh, might yeah. not, don't stop here. Yeah, I know. I've, I've come too far. You did copy them. You know, you know I used to wear a helmet yeah, in Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I think tell me that when I first started wearing it. And I was like, oh, I've got to wear it then, don't I? <laughs> I actually, mate, I, I actually rate it that bad. And I, I used to wear the exact helmet that Caleb... My, uh, my, Caleb Daniel, Daniel wears yeah, yeah. like the huge yeah, one, the big, one yeah. big big boy I, I copped a really bad um, oh, did you? Yeah. really bad knockout one so first time I thought stuffed I'll try and go for a yeah. hard ball last one I ever tried yeah, but um, yeah full on knee in the head I actually fractured my skull and oh, it was really? more the break in the head that was worse yeah, than the actual yeah. concussion because oh, no, it was um, it wasn't really a, oh they're no good aren't they no it, yeah. I, I think I missed nearly six months with yeah. it as well and then this is when I was junior I think I was like under 14 so yeah, it did take a while to come back but then again like you're young then you don't yeah, know yeah I know it's more just the it. confidence and stuff I reckon it like. is you need like a few knocks just yeah. to think yeah, well, like no nah, I'm okay yeah I just need to get, you just need to get hit in the head again and sort of bounce back from it that's it and they're the yeah. scary ones I think like I, I remember when you're watching like there's a few guys like Angus Brayshaw and oh, yeah, guess, yeah. these guys um, it's weird when you see some guys get knocked out and it's mm. not even a big hit sometimes yeah, it's just genuinely just like a tap on the chin they're the worst ones yeah, yeah. When you, yeah, and I, like Gus is a legend because we were in the same sort of year for the draft and stuff. Yeah. He's an absolute champ and yeah. good mates with him. And yeah, he had some shot, like he had some bad, like unlucky ones too. I think he got like a ball that kicked into his head. Yeah, he was trying to smother it and like just, just yeah, like real weird. Just like fuck, blokes need a bit of a break, I reckon. But yeah, it's a t- it's a tough one, and it's I think the, the AFL's obviously gotten a lot better with it. Yeah, the concussion stuff. Like even now, if you half look like you're struggling they take you downstairs yeah, which yeah. is good because I think back in the day yeah. back in the day you'd be back out and you see some of the blokes now who are like struggling a bit yeah. but yeah I had a bit of look at like the, some of the NFL stuff and yeah. fucking works around if they don't look after oh, 100%, 100%. so I think that if I was doing the right thing by it but yeah it's one of those things where I've been unlucky a couple of times but hopefully yeah. got them all out of the way <laughs> no you've got them all out of the way mate you're on a sort of field just even chatting to you today like I knew you were switched on switched on dude but I think like you, the the most that you've learned over you know your first sort of four or five years now um 
it's just going to hold you in such good stead for this year. Like, what do you reckon are those things that you do reflect on now that you're going to look in for, for this yeah. year and what are your goals and what yeah. do you want to get out of it? Well, I think, um, as you said, like, I've probably, like, across my whole sort of journey, I've been through a fair bit of stuff, just like, um, you know, whether it's injury or my diabetes stuff. And I think I'm probably just a bit more comfortable with who I am now. Yeah. And I think you'd be yourself. Yeah, ex- yeah. Everyone else is taking it. Yeah, mate. yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was going to leave with one thing today, it's probably going to be <laughs> But I think, um, yeah, that's probably just the main thing. And I think a lot of the, uh, a fair bit of the time, my first couple of years, um, I was just trying to not be someone I wasn't, but just try and pretend there was a few things that, you know, yeah. like my diabetes and stuff like that, just not really comfortable with who I was. Yeah. Um, probably just comparing myself to others or, you know, stuff like that, which is, when you're a bit younger, you just do that, yeah. that shit. Um, but I think now I'm sort of pretty comfortable with where I'm at. And um, in terms of my footy and stuff, I feel all right. Like I've had a pretty good pre-season. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, everyone, this more time, reports. everyone this time of the year. Is, oh, mate, I'm going to win the Brownlow this yeah, year. Same. Yeah, same. I've, I've got the Coleman Brownlow combo. <laughs> but um, no, nah, so I feel all right. I've done, you know, every session and, you know, ticked them all off and done all that. So I feel all yeah. right. So um, we had an absolute shocker last year. It was, so if we, yeah, hopefully it doesn't get much worse. No, I can't. Yeah, I don't well, I did say that when I was at Carlton. And yeah, it, it, ended, it ended up did getting no, a bit I worse. Think, I don't think it can. So I think we've brought in a new few new coaches and yep. um, Hannah's Hannah's been unreal. Yeah, yeah Hannah's a he's going well. Yeah, the great man. No, he's going well. Missing him down at Bondi. Yeah, oh, mate, he would have been absolutely strutting down there. He was. He? he yeah, missed it for sure. He oh. wouldn't give me the time of day, but yeah, first the wave to him. Yeah, <laughs> he's a chairman. So we got a few new boys in Kenty, Dean Ken. He's an Kento. He's yep. a legend. Yeah, Kentos. Um, <laughs> So he's a champ. So no, I think it'll be good. We'll see. What's the new guy that um, keeps coming up at the moment? The you got the new mature age pick. Got all the tats. Oh, pa- looks Parksy. pretty. Yeah. Oh, he's scary, man. I've, good player. He's next to me in the lockers. I just uh, smile and yeah. wave at him. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a champ. No, he's gonna be a gunner. Yeah. Yeah, like just um, real silky. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. We've got a few mature age boys that come in. So. Yeah, I don't know. As I said, this time of the year, everyone's going. Oh, great. Everyone's going great. Guns, so. If you're not going well this time of the year, yeah, you're not going. You're wrong. never yeah, going well. And how's Nunzi tracking? Yeah, Nunzi's he's on track for a big one too. I reckon yeah. big fella. Uh, he's going well. He lives just around the corner, so yeah, I'm going to catch up with him after this actually. Uh, yeah, give him a call. Yeah, he normally forgets his wallet though. So I yeah, I know. Well, I, found, I actually too. found that a bit. He, he always forgets his wallet. I don't know. That's just with me. Yeah, Jill. It's a common theme. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Something going on there. But no, I think he's um pretty loved up, Jill. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he definitely he, is. Him and George. Um, um, oh, they're yeah. very happy together. They've got um, Finn there as well. Oh, Finley. Yeah. Oh, God. She's psycho, mate. She's beautiful incredible. dog, Oh, Finn. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, he's a loved so, child of Jordan and Jack. Yeah. Nunes for those playing at home. Yeah, she came around here, Finn, I think a few weeks back and... Louis was saying that she almost kicked the door down Finn she was going that psycho it's a big unit she have you got a dog? nah mate I've no pets here really? nah no pet no. not into it? oh no I've got a dog at home yeah in Geelong her name's Sassy Border Collie shout out to her she's an absolute champ shout out to Sassy she's yeah, listening she, she's the best uh, so I don't reckon I'll be able to get a pet until she's you know moves on yeah until she's living in the back of your car yeah <laughs> <laughs> I might have to yeah, track the homeless guy down and take his dog It'd be confident with its surroundings if it's put in the back of the Prado. Oh. Oh, all right, mate. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, bro. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been unreal. Huge insight into to you as a person, you as what you've been dealing with, and um, some funny stories. It's good to see your growth over the last um, four or five years, mate. And I can't wait to see you dominate out there um, this year. Uh, I've, got, I've got good history of turning blokes into fantastic players, so it's onwards and upwards from here, mate. Unreal. Thanks again. Um, if you want to see more of Paddy, uh, at Paddy McCartan on Instagram, hit him up there. Uh, myself, at Dill Buckley. 
Uh, it's been fantastic. Do you want to give a shout out to um, anyone, mate? Or are you happy? Um, no, I'll just give a shout out to Dylan Friends, my favourite podcast on the yeah. internet. Um, but Head uh, there first. Yeah, thanks heaps for having me, mate. I appreciate it. It's good to come on here and um, you're killing it. So hopefully I'm on here and then in a few years' time when you've got a million followers and you're actually dominating, I'll be like, yeah, I was on this. <laughs> when you're just waving at me, I'm like, do it. No, mate. I never forget where I come from. Don't worry uh, about that. Uh, no, thanks, brother. Appreciate it. You too, though, mate. All good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And remember to always be yourself because everyone else is taken. That was legitness. Yeah, it was.